Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. Well, that was fun. It is a final from American Family Field, and the results are way, way good. This was a this this was just fun to watch. And this is exactly what this team needs uh, to just have this offense continue its onslaught here. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented. By Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Evan Heffelfinger. My name is Tim Allen. 18 for the final. 17 hits, 9 walks, only 6 strikeouts in this game. This was a fun one. I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel bad for the Cincinnati Reds yet. Talk to me tomorrow afternoon after the game, and then maybe I feel a little bad for them. Right now, uh uh-uh. Sorry, you're in the way right now. That's the way you got to look at this. And I know that some people are saying, boy, I feel bad. I know Bob Euchre on the broadcast and TV, uh, they were talking about it too. It's like, wow, this is just tough to, tough to watch from their perspective. No, no, no. I, I don't even look at it at, at, uh, from their perspective. I look at it from the Milwaukee Brewers' perspective. And they get a, just a huge win. Uh, how about Rowdy Telez? Let's have a conversation about Rowdy Telez. So let's sit down and, and just have a chat. You want to grab a cup of coffee? You want to grab a beer? Grab yourself a uh, crack open a can of uh, Mountain Dew or whatever you, whatever you got going tonight. Let's talk about Rowdy Telez. Should he be playing every day at first base? Let that sink in a little bit. It's starting to compute. It's processing. And now you're coming up with your answer. It doesn't take you long, does it? Four for six on the night, couple of home runs, eight RBIs, a new franchise record. There hasn't been 
one player in a Brewers uniform that has knocked in eight in a game. I'm not saying that's why he should, specifically why he should be starting every day at first base, because you got something here. That's why he should be playing every day at first base. You tell me. Lefty, righty, doesn't matter. You finally have yourself a first baseman that is going to play every day. Now you got to let him play. Uh, In a little while, we're going to go over uh, all the first basemen that have started opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers since Prince Fielder left. I think you'll get a kick out of that. Evan's going to add some additional players in each of those years that have played first base, and the names are absolutely stunning once you get past the first level. And guys like Eric Thames and Jesus Aguilar, you you remember those guys with some success as well. But you finally have someone in your midst here that can play every day at first base, and you got something cooking here with Rowdy Telez. I think he's an everyday player. I think he's an everyday player. I've said he's an everyday player. And again, to prove my point in all objectivity, it's at the mercy of a guy really like. And that's Keston Hira. But when you have a guy that's Rowdy Telez, sorry, Keston. (laughs) It's just the, the pecking order of baseball life is what's happening here. And now some would say the reason he's having a, a good year, Roddy Telez, is because Craig Council is putting him in a situation to succeed and to boost up those numbers. Well, let's look at his numbers. Seven homers now in the season. What, 19 RBIs? Is that right? Somewhere in there? Uh, hitting just about 260 on base of 330. Slugging percentage up, OPS up, all across the board. Everything's there. Let's let's talk about that. We'll have a conversation about Rowdy Telez. And and I know that he, he kind of stirred things up with the Rowdy Rowdy chance last year. You remember this. Keep that role going. You've got a role going now. Not only with Rowdy Telez, but with this offense. Are you sold yet on this offense? That's rolling. Not just this game. We, we can isolate any game and, and pick it apart or uh, you know, celebrate that particular game. But they're 17 and eight now. They've rattled off their first 25 games. They've won 17 of their first 25 games. Now we're at the 25 game mark, and I've said it for 17 years. I think you can get some indications of a baseball team. After 25 games, some people like a little, little more distance on that. I'm not saying I I can uh, perfectly define this baseball team after 25. I've been wrong after 25. I have, but you do get the idea after 25 and that's where we're at right now. I want to get your reaction on this game. This was a fun one. I don't care if it took all night. You can call me uh, heartless and ice water running through the veins a blackened soul, if you want. I don't care where you want to go with that. They're in the way. That's all I got to say. I'll feel bad for the Reds after tomorrow's game. Then I'll feel bad. 799 
Evan, uh, Rowdy Telez, is there, should there even be any debate for Craig Council to play him every day? No, not even close. Look at last night. He was 0 for 3, three strikeouts, fourth at bat against a lefty. He goes yard. He's good. He's really good. He's Look a good at, ball player. Yep. Uh, I, I think that's kind of an understatement after a night like tonight. Eight RBIs in a game, narrowly gets 10. Uh, the dude is good. He can hit righties and lefties. He's been one of the better defensive first basemen this season. Mm-hmm. That yep. hasn't been talked about very much, but if you look at his metrics, he's been very good defensively. He's a great clubhouse guy. I don't see why you wouldn't start him every day. He's a fan favorite. He's producing. It's uh, it's it's pretty wild. I, I think it was last night that I said, you know, history being made with the 10 strikeouts, uh, 10 or more strikeouts for three consecutive nights for Brewer starters. And I said, get used to it. We're probably going to see some historic records knocked down for this Brewers organization moving forward. I was referring to the pitchers. But how about this? Out of the blue, an offensive franchise mark goes down with an 8-RBI game. He damn near hit two grand slams in the same game. I After re- we had a tying game last week with Willie Adamas. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. This this, this was a fun one, I'm telling you. 799-1250, Brewers win 18-4. to uh, Let's talk about Rowdy Telez with uh, Kenny. Uh, I know it's you know your stray Wednesday night, but uh, I don't know if you got to work tomorrow. Do you have a beer count going on on this Wednesday night? Timmy, good to be with you. Let's get it started right. <sighs> Beautiful. How do you not talk about Rowdy, right? So the beauty of what's going on with this team right now is, is that positions are being solidified and chemistry is being created. I talked about this the last time I called. When I said the Brewers are going to win over 100 games, I said 102. They are definitely, at this pace, going to do that if they were to continue to do it. If you took it in 25-game increments, playing 162. Pro-rated, they're going to win a ton ton over 100, yes. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, you look at now what what's going on. You have your first baseman solidified. You have your second baseman, your shortstop. And if Urias can continue That, that kid is filling out stat sheet across the board uh, in two games. You're seeing what Urias is. Co- correct. And then, you know, you got your outfield with Kane, Yelich, and Renfro. And in all honesty, Renfro, it, although he's shown some signs of life, uh, once he starts to really put the bat on the ball consistently, who uh, counsel he, he doesn't really have to manage much anymore, does he? Other than the pitching staff, because now you don't need to be Keston Hira. You talked about Keston Hira. It reminds me of the Arcia thing, where uh, counsel could not get away from Arcia no matter what, and they finally Stern said, "Enough, this kid can't yeah. hit." I gotta take, go the, get me a t- take the toys away from him, and now he can't play with them. Right. Exactly. And that's what's happening now. So as the chemistry continues to build and the lineup is solidified, you will continue to see this team grow in leaps and bounds. And this team is going to be one to be reckoned with. Why? Pitching. And as the pitching continues to prosper, 
the hitting will come with it. Remember, we've got a group of guys here now in the offseason. When you pick up McCutcheon, you bring in Renfro, you add them to these veterans mm-hmm. that are on the squad, and Yelich is hitting the ball. Hang on, folks. It's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah, it's going to yeah. be crazy it's, good. It's coming. And I think you're right. Kenny, always a pleasure, man. We'll talk Kenny, again. I, I, th- we'll I, have I, a beer soon. <laughs> you got it. I, I think you're right with the chemistry. I I was asked on uh, one of my hits on the other shows uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, what's what's the deal with the offense? What might be missing here? And it's like, guys, it's the chemistry. Just let them gel a little bit. Every year there's a different thing going on here. Every team is different. Even though some of the names are still the same and a good foundation of players are still here, Every year is different. You got to let these guys go with the chemistry. Let it cycle through a little bit. Let these guys get to know each other. Um, you know, headed back into the dugout, ringing a bell in the dugout, whether it's running the gauntlet, whatever it might be. Let these guys develop that chemistry and and their thing, if you will. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it right now. Um, Matt Gamble. Let's see. Uh, Adam Lind. Chris Carter. This is just off the top of my head. Opening day first baseman for the Brewers. Since Prince Fielder left. Every single year it's been a different opening day first baseman since 2012. Every single year. Stick Ryan Braun in there that one year. You remember that? Every single year. You've been searching for a some sort of longer-term first baseman for a decade. And you find one, and you're going to platoon him. I don't know. <laughs> seems, seems puzzling to me. 799-1250. Uh, Big Rig, Adam, what's going on, dude? Uh, Rowdy Telez breaks the record here in uh, Brewerland. How many ways can I say it that's okay enough for radio? Uh, great googly moogly, holy cow, <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Uh, I, I mean, by Odin's Raven, this is just, you never know what you're going to see when you go to a ball game, Tim. And this was something that, yeah, Roddy's had a nice run here. I think it's four home runs now in his last four games. and But you, you don't expect the the unreachable star for as close as guys have come over the last few years, especially uh, in the Braun era uh, with Adamus, as Evan mentioned, just getting himself. Yeah, Yelich. I mean, you don't you don't think that anybody's ever going to crack that that nut, and here comes Roger Telez to get the job done tonight. Just uh, just an unreal game. You're absolutely right that the Reds can, you know, uh, take a walk and, and feel bad about themselves for the night, and that's all good things because the Brewers need to clean up on a yep. team that's losing 12 road games straight, only with three wins on the season. That's absolutely what they need to do. They need to pound them into the dirt, and uh, they got the job done tonight. And, uh, yeah, the Freddie, you know, a little bit off tonight on the, on the mound starting-wise, but um, obviously <laughs> the offense picked everybody up in a big, big way, and it was nice to see uh, a full just the bell ringing. If that's going to be the new thing, the team's obviously responding to it right away. So mm-hmm. let's just ring these bells all season long here. And, and- and hopefully the team can ride this wave because, yeah, the offense is, has been hitting real, real well over the last several days. And I don't care. You can tell me it's the Cubs. You can tell me it's the Reds. You can tell me it's the Pirates. Uh, as Council has said a couple of times this year, you can only play who's on your schedule at the time they're on your schedule. And the Brewers are taking care of business. 
Yeah, it's a good, great follow. You're Brewer Fan Brewer Nation on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll be up to speed. Adam, always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. All right, Timmy. All right, 799-1250. Where is the list I had? I, I want to I get, get your reaction. And should Rowdy Telez be an everyday player? That's not a negative question. And, and if you disagree with that, that's okay. And, and I've always said that. You can, you can, you can disagree with it. Um, let's see here. Here we go. Found him. Since Prince Fielder left after the 2011 season, here are the opening day first basemen for this organization. In 2012, Matt Gamble. In 2013, Alex Gonzalez. In 2014, Lyle Overbay. In 2015, Adam Lind. 2016, Chris Carter. 2017, Eric Thames. 2018, Ryan Braun. 2019, Jesus Aguilar. 2020, Justin Smoke. 2021, Keston Hira. And 2022, your opening day first baseman in the championship season this year was Rowdy Teles. What do you think the odds are of him starting next year's opening day are? Evan, you want to venture a guess on that one? Probably odds so low that they wouldn't even let you bet it in Vegas. Something like minus 10,000. Yeah, I mean, and he's a team control guy, is he not? We're going to check his uh, contractual status I believe here. they have him under control through 2024, if I yes, remember correctly. It's, it's, a, it's a few years, guys. So if that isn't, if this... Yet last year's run, this year's run thus far, if that isn't reason enough to solidify that first base position, I don't know what is. Nate, you're next on the fan at 799-1250. Yeah, uh, Tim, you, you know, that's my guy. Um, I've been wanting him to be in a lineup for staying in a lineup, uh, even against lefties, him and Omar, for a very long time. I just feel like... You get these guys going, and they can be cornerstones for you as far as making a run. Um, that 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 last one that he hit, I thought that was gone. Yeah. Um, just watching him and like, and then like uh, Evan kind of stole a little bit of my thunder, but yeah, he's he's not just a hitter though. Um, some of these power hitting first basemen that we had, like like uh, Carter and some of these other guys. They 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 hit for they hit very well, but they 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 could be a little suspect as far as fielding. You you got him hitting, and then you got a you got him making picks and um, just playing a solid first base right there. Um, is this why shouldn't why should he not be an everyday first baseman? You know what I mean? That should and, be the question. Why shouldn't he be right? Yeah, and for and I wasn't able to talk to you yesterday, but. Um, Luis Arias, I feel like he's going. He's going to. He's going to be something good for us. Um, he's going to. He's probably going to improve that left-handed lineup that that Craig likes to run out there because um, instead of putting Andrew McCutcheon at the leadoff, you can throw him at the leadoff if you don't want to put Golden Long out at the leadoff for that left-handed lineup. Oh yeah. Leave, oh yeah. You can leave McCutcheon in a in a spot where he can drive in runs. And like I was saying, but but just like I was saying, like he's going to be a big difference maker for against left-handed left-handed starters. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm just glad that he's back. And then, like, but like I said, Roddy Tillis, if he if he should, if he if he's not already, if Craig Council didn't tell him already, he should be telling them tomorrow. Hey, it's yours until you lose it. But you know what? I'm scared of him. I'm scared because you know what Craig likes to do. Guy had big night. He he's not in the lineup the next day. So hopefully, um, he's in the lineup tomorrow. But like, yeah. They facing a lefty tomorrow. I haven't even previewed that that game yet. But Evan, we're gonna we're gonna check it out. Nate, always a pleasure, man. Stay stay yeah. in touch. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Um, that is interesting with the Urias thing. I hadn't thought of that. I was just thinking, hey, if you're gonna go with that that platoon lefty righty thing, okay, Louis, uh, just bat ninth, and then when you once you get down to fifth, sixth, seventh, you got a leadoff hitter coming up in front of Wong, Adamas, Yelich. So I was just thinking in that regard, but. Yeah, you might be right with McCutcheon staying in that uh, in that cleanup role and moving uh, Louie up up to one seven nine nine twelve fifty. We are live here on the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, Lakeland.edu. A Brewers win eighteen to four, and Rowdy Telez knocks in more runs in one game than any other Brewer in its history. Also, Eight. the most runs in the major leagues since a game last year in uh, a game set by Yasmani Grandal. So that okay. is the most runs driven in this season in a game, too. Yeah, and, and I think Willie Adamas just had that with his seven. Didn't he just tie, tie the mark with seven? I mean, I, we're, yeah. We're, we're seeing the offense come to fruition here. And, and, and the corner is being turned here. Even though you can say the competition, even though you can tell me, well, they just got shut out to zip on Sunday. Those things are going to happen. Just look at a bigger picture here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Should Rowdy Telez be playing first base for this team every day? I say yes and have said yes for a while. Let's go to Paul. Paul, welcome in. You're on the fan. Hey, thanks, Tim. First of all, I want to just thank you for doing this post-game show. It's awesome. You're it's it's just you you can't watch the game without switching over to twelve fifty afterwards. So I appreciate that. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. You you bet. It it it's kind of weird. First of all, yes, I there, there's no question that that uh, Rowdy should be playing first base full time now. I think he certainly earned that. Uh, but in in a weird way, um, it, we've been waiting for Yelly to turn the corner a little bit for so long, and and with tonight's performance, just just another good night by Yelly. Uh, has been kind of overshadowed by the the whole uh, rowdy performance. And do you, do you think maybe that uh, this is a sign that Yelly's turning things around? I do. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, yeah, I do, and and I expect him to, and I think he expects himself to. But that may be what he needs, though. That that may be the thing. And we we when you're in a slump like that, and and you've you've been around baseball, you guys have watched baseball for a, for a long many years as well. And I don't want to belittle your intelligence at all, ever. But you guys know this that to to get out of a slump, it just it could be the weirdest thing that gets you out of it. A lot of people say, well, it's a broken bad base hit, and then you you're off and running, then you start barreling things up. It, it could be just a game like this. It could be one swing and a, and a foul ball. 
that you laced a right if, if you're Yelich. It, it could be just a feel. It could be the rest of your team that lets you fly under the radar and all the focus isn't on you. That might be what's going on. That he knows he doesn't have to carry this team anymore. I mean, and not that he necessarily did in the past, but he was expected to, not only by us fans, but by his teammates as well and himself. Like this is what that's what Christian Yelich did. Thirty-six bombs. He's going to knock in, you know, ninety to a hundred runs. He's going to win a batting title. He's going to win an MVP. He doesn't need to do that anymore. With this, with this kind of thing going on, it's just I think maybe it is having an impact that he he doesn't feel as much pressure. That's kind of a cool thing when you think about it. Anything to get him out of that. Uh, Rowdy Telez, however, was just four for six with eight RBIs, a grand slammer, a uh, two-run shot, um, and a what two-run double. He he's was four also, for six. He's the first Brewers first baseman to have four home runs in four days since Jesus Aguilar in 2018. <laughs> okay, and uh, overshadowed here by that, how about a four for five night with four RBIs for Kutch? After a tough luck night last night. And a tough Hit run. Hit the ball really. hard four yeah. times last night. A really tough run, Evan. I mean, he was on like a one for 18 kind of deal going. And it wasn't yeah. like he was striking out or looking bad. He uh-uh. was crushing the ball. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, <laughs> we knew this offense would be better. Is it going to score 18 runs every night? They had 17 hits tonight, nine walks. I mean, think about that. 17 hits and nine walks. I don't know if you're going to find too many games in Brewers history that had hits and walks combined for for that uh, that amount. 26 collectively, 17 hits, nine walks. Uh, there aren't there aren't many. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Rowdy Telez, the big story tonight breaks the franchise mark in RBIs for a game at eight. He had that tonight. We'll take a break, come back, uh, continue to talk about this one, your reaction. Uh, it's just a slow Wednesday night in Milwaukee. That's all. It's just, just a, another Brewers victory. Ho-hum. They're 17-8. and eight. It's the championship season. Let's do it again tomorrow. Still a lot to get to tonight, though. We'll be right back on The Fan. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on 1250 AM, The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. Welcome back, guys. Brewers get an 18-4 victory to take game two of this three-game set. They're going to go after another sweep tomorrow afternoon. More on that in just a bit. And it is a right-hander going for the Cincinnati Reds. So I would assume that Rowdy would be in that lineup, but it is Craig Council. You, you, <laughs> you never know. I mean, you, you might have a uh, – uh, just Valley well, needs a break. He needs a little bit of a break. I don't think so. Four for six for Rowdy Telez. Knocks in eight, a couple of more home runs, and, and he's rolling, guys. And on base just shy of 330. He um, has a batting average just shy of 260. I mean, the numbers look really good across the board. And 
I just wonder what it would take to be that Renfro-type player where it's just a plug-and-play. You just, you just write him in just about every day. We all know Christian Yelich is going to play every day. William Adamas is going to play every day. We all know certain players. What does Rowdy have to do to get in that club, the everyday club? Um, I don't think he should have to do anything at this point, and I've thought that for a while. Uh, we'll get to your call, 799-1250. Get to some Twitter reaction as well as uh, we asked the same question out there uh, on Twitter. Should Rowdy Telez be the everyday first baseman? Think about think about um, Rowdy just, just uh, internally, just Rowdy as a dude, as a human being. You don't think that he thinks about not playing every day? Of course he does. I know he's going to tell us it's for the team. I'll play. I'll do whatever. I'm hoping to be in the lineup, but I'll do whatever Craig is going to going to want us to do and and things like that and play it right. Play it real nice. Well, Tim, to that point late last week, he was talking about how nice it is to be able to have a chance to play every day here because last year he was stuck playing like every fifth day behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So he absolutely knows about it and is living and or just loving being that everyday guy because he's showing that he he deserves it. And quite frankly, there's money involved here for him. There's just a large amount of money when when a player gets an opportunity to get to the big leagues. Okay, that ele- elevates your income. But then when you get an opportunity to play every day to prove statistically that you're worth fill in the blank. That's what they want, and he does too, and they all do. Down to to a degree, all of them do, and that's in every sport, and that's okay. That's 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 fine. I have no problem with this. I did not hear as many rowdy chants. That being said, I think we should get back to it. Maybe it's a little early in the season to have Brewer fever catching. Uh, quite yet with some of the casual fan base. And, and and again, I've used that term a lot. I don't mean any disrespect by someone that just, you know, casually watched. Yeah, I'm a Brewer fan, of course. But they go to like one or two games a year, and that's about it. And they don't watch really until, you know, September, playoff baseball, whatever it might be. Uh, but the rowdy chance, oh, man, that that's going to help him. I think it does. I kind of do. Uh, we'll get to your calls, 414-799-1250. But let's hear from uh, Rowdy Telez, a uh, record-breaking night with a bat in his hand. He was uh, with Sophia Minnert on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Rowdy, congratulations. Franchise history for you tonight. Eight RBIs is a new Brewers record. The fans were loving it here tonight. A four-hit game for you, the two homers. What did the ball look like to you at the plate for the contact and the results that you had tonight? Uh, you know, I just wanted to, to put the bat on the ball. I mean, last night was a little tough, uh, but I just wanted to carry over what I did in the last at-bat, able to grind out a first at-bat and then um, got a couple of good pitches to handle in the later innings. Uh, but, you know, my teammates got on base for me to be able to do what I needed to do. You mentioned the homer last night. What clicked for you in that at-bat that carried over to today? Um, just calming down, knowing that, um, you know, I still got to see the ball. I still got to make contact. They got to throw it in the zone and uh, not letting them, you know, disrupt how I hit and my timing. So uh, just keeping it simple and getting back to the basics. 
You've spoken about being happy about just hitting the ball hard consistently. What has gone into that approach to get the results that you're getting here tonight? Um, just a lot of stuff with our coaches, just from slowing my body down, calming down, and uh, hunting certain zones just to uh, make sure I'm handling the pitches I need to. With the double, how close did you think you were to that third homer? Um, pretty close. Uh, it wasn't as it wouldn't have been as cool of a position player, but um, it was still been a, a fun thing to do. A monster night offensively, but up and down this lineup as well. How fun are these nights when the offense is rolling and producing like you guys were tonight? Uh, extremely fun. When you're able to put up a couple touchdowns and a couple field goals, you know, it's always a good time, especially when everybody's getting hits up and down the lineup. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. It made a lot of sense, and we think he's going to be a, a big contributor in the middle of our lineup. David, I have to ask you the story of you and Andrew McCutcheon. It doesn't just go back to the courtship of him becoming a Brewers. This one is crushed. Deep center and a grand slam for Rowdy Telez. Just what you want to see. Second career grand slam for him. And he opens this one up. Wow, that's all I have to say. There it is on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Rowdy Telez, a banner night tonight, and we're talking about it here on The Fan. Uh, attendance tonight, you guys did a great job. What was it, Evan? 25,413 through the 25 turnstiles. 25 on a Wednesday night against the Cincinnati Reds to witness an 18-4 to victory. We'll check out the uh, happy numbers in the box score here from uh, Craig Council and talking about Rowdy Telez, whether or not he should be uh, an everyday player, just that plug-and-play kind of guy. I say yes. What do you say, Big Ron? Uh, you're on the fan. Hey, Tim. How's it going, man? It's good to be calling into the Gene Wagner plumbing uh, post-game show sober for once here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other night. Uh, yeah, I could tell something was going on the other night. <laughs> yeah, it was the weekend, you know. You got to get it on. But, uh, I got you. You know, uh, I guess I'm, if it's all right, I'll throw a little uh, betting advice on your audience here. Like today I went with um, a run to be scored in the first inning with Freddie Peralta because he's got the – he continues to have the first inning yips, you know, and you've you talked a lot about it on your show you know, and he just, I don't know what it is, but he can't get out of his own way in the first inning. So whenever he's pitching, you just bet that there's a, there's a wager you can make for a run to be scored in the first winning in the first inning. It's usually around even money or even a little better than even money. But for tomorrow's game, you're right. There's a right-hander on the mound. Um, his name is uh, Hunter Green. He's got a six ERA. I really like the Brewers um, tomorrow with Adrian Hauser on the mound. I mean, Let's face it, I mean, I think the best hitters in the Reds lineup, Bam and Moustakis, are fastball hitters. They're not going to fare as well against Hauser's um, sinker. Yep. And, you know, like I, you've also said on your show, I think since June of last year or whatever, Hauser's in the top five in the ERA in the National yes, League. Yes, he is. Yep. Yeah. So, 
I think the way to play it tomorrow is I bet the Brewers run line to win by two or more runs. That's even money bet. But you can also make a bet for the Brewers to score first and win at plus 125. So if you lay out $100, you'll win 125 back. That's a plus mm-hmm. bet. And then check, wait and see if Rowdy's in the lineup. And if he is in the lineup tomorrow, because like you said, Council will take these guys out when they're hot, you know. And I got to give it up to your caller, Nate, man. He's been. He's been all over Rowdy, and you know, got to give it to you. Got to give it to um, David Stearns as well for choosing Rowdy over Dan Vogelbach. You know, there were a lot of that's Vogelbach true. Fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there were a ton of Vogelbach fans, and and you know uh, that that was part of the Willie Adamas trade, believe it or not, the Rowdy Telez acquisition because they moved a reliever that they acquired with Adamas to go out and get Rowdy Telez. That was a great pickup. No, David Stearns is the master, and so just wait and see if Rowdy's in the lineup. And if he is, you can bet him to hit a home run at four and a half uh, to one odds. So you you lay out a hundred, you can win four fifty on that. And uh, the only the thing that scares off. me is is Hunter Green and his uh, his control. And sometimes a uh, lack of control does take away from the homers a little bit. This dude mm-hmm. can throw. This if 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 you want to see a guy throw hard. He might be the hardest thrower in in all of baseball. Is is this cat that's pitching for the Reds tomorrow? I mean, he was throwing. Yeah. He threw he threw in his one outing. There was like forty pitches that were a uh, uh, hundred or more uh, on on the velocity. And but that can that can be a detriment to the home runs. Although if he's on, they can still square up a hundred. It's it's been done. It's been done. Yeah, and, you know he's been he's been you know I think I think the grand slam was on a fastball. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not just the starting pitcher, you know, if he can chase him early and if he's having control problems, true, you know, his pitch is going to go up and you're going against their terrible bullpen too. So that's, you know, that's the other thing you got to keep into consideration. Well, message to Craig council that I think everybody agrees that if a Hunter Renfro is an everyday player, shouldn't Rowdy to lesbian. hundred percent agree, Tim. Love the show. Keep up the good work and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ron. Thanks. Yeah, he he gives some betting advice. He's pretty spot on with some of this stuff. He really is. Rides some of the trends, and those of you in the wagering world, heck, we we've got it here in Wisconsin to a degree, and uh, it probably will expand over the years. So, if you want to have a little fun with a couple of bucks, it's uh, it's out there for you. Seven nine nine twelve fifty again. First baseman. We're just uh, tuning in. Do the Brewers have their everyday first baseman for the next few years? Well, I say yes with Rowdy Telez. We're going to check. Evan, can you grab his splits now? I think everyone, everything uh, should be refreshed and up to date to see what, what kind of splits. Let's just go his career and then go maybe this year, if you can, if you can dig it up, on uh, lefty-righty splits for Rowdy. Because... Again, he holds his own against lefties, and that's the puzzling thing about the platoon situation, uh, that he does hold his own against lefties. It's above league average, lefty to lefty. Uh, But since Prince Fielder left, because you talk about playing every day, you remember Prince Fielder, he'd, he'd play 162. I mean, every day. And every it didn't matter, every day. So since he left, what have they done? Opening day first baseman, 
Prince, Prince Fielder took off in 2011. In 2012, uh, it was Matt Gamble starting opening day of the 2012 championship season. <laughs> you remember that? And then it was shortly thereafter he had a, an issue with, uh, with a knee injury. I want to say it was against San Diego. And that's just really kind of derailed his career. It really did. Uh, in 2013, Alex Gonzalez, opening day starter at first base. 2014, Lyle Overbay. Some of these names, I'm not ripping on these names, guys. I'm just saying that you had a different one every single year for a decade. Uh, 2015, Adam Lind. 2016, Chris Carter. In 17, Eric Thames, 2018, Ryan Braun, 2019, Jesus Aguilar, 2020, Justin Smoke, 2021, Keston Hira, and then this year, Rowdy Telez did start opening day. So you've got him, and let's see if it sticks. Uh, what are some of the splits here for Rowdy, just to put it all into context here? You know what's crazy, Tim? The OPSs are near identical, and they're both very good, starting with the left-handers, He's only had 14 at-bats against left-handers this year, but he's 4 for 14, a home run and three RBIs, hitting 286 with a 946 OPS against, against lefties. lefties. Yeah. Against righties in 61 at-bats, he has 16 hits, six homers, 18 RBIs, hitting 262 with a 951 OPS. That's they're pretty even. Almost lefty-righty. Yeah. Then for his career, let me go to his splits. Uh, versus left-handers. Oh, sorry about that. Apparently, you can only go on MLB.com. Uh, ah. You can't do splits. But either way, for the most part, his career, he's been almost really the good. same hitter yeah. against yep. both sides yep. of the plate. Yep. And, and again, as one of our callers said, David Stearns, hats off to finding him. Now, is he, is he the next Prince Fielder? Is he the next you know, Hall of Famer or Brewer Superstar? I'm, that's not what I'm saying. He could be. I think he's got a great future in front of him. I just like his – he was... cuts down on his chase a little bit, just a little bit, and he's not way over the top on his chase rate. Oh, Tim, you are going to laugh at his career splits. But if he, if he does cut down on that and cuts down that'll, – that'll cut down on the strikeouts a little bit, you can tell – that's a guy that's growing into being a very good baseball player. There's still some things to work on. There's no question. But, man, uh, just just a couple of tweaks here and there, and it's going to be ball and play, ball and play, ball and play a lot. So starting out against right-handers, which is for his career, he has about 900 total at-bats, about 700 against right-handers, and a little over 200 against left-handers. Mm-hmm. Uh for his career against right-handers, he's hitting 240 with a 300 on base and a 472 slugging for a, an OPS of 776. Against left-handers, he has a 265 average, wow. a 318 OPS, a little bit lower slugging at 449, <laughs> but that's still above league average. You figure for, this out, Craig for an Council. OPS, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. An OPS of 767. So for his career... <laughs> There is a .009% difference in his OPS against righties and lefties. Throw the numbers out the window. It's just simply lefty-lefty. You don't play every day against Rowdy, lefties. He, his splits are incredible. Home and away, they're almost identical. 
first half of the year versus second half, they're near identical. He's just he's a consistent hitter. He's yep. a good yep. player. He's a really good player. Yes, he is. Is he a superstar? Not yet. Is he even an all-star? I believe if you play him every day, he's got a shot at the all-star team this year. I do. Now, is that a pipe dream? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I think if you, if you afford him the opportunity, it's just funny. It's funny. Well, it's lefty-lefty, so we're going to start the right-handed first baseman. Well, why, coach? Because I've got good numbers against Well, it's because you're facing a lefty. Now stop it. See, now, Tim, he's tied for third in the major leagues in home runs at seven. Uh, only uh, like five or six players ahead of him. For RBIs, he's tied for fourth. So he's up there. His average is getting better. His OPS yeah. is near 1,000. I don't see why he shouldn't be an all-star this year, especially well, with his defense. Again, early returns are early returns. I get that, and things can change when you go with early returns. But if we're just going with this 25-game window, looks pretty good. The trajectory of Rowdy Telez, not only this season, but just in general, bigger picture for this organization, team control, productivity, his defense, all the numbers we just talked about, it looks really good for the organization. It really does. And people say, well, you know, who's the next guy? Who's the next guy on the list that's going to be a breakout? Is it Luis Urias? Is it going to be, you know, Hunter Renfro? Is it going to be uh, Keston Hira? Does he bounce back up? Looks like it's uh, headed toward Rowdy Telez, folks. Kind of does. We're going to hear from uh, Craig Council coming up. This was a fun one, 18-4 in Rowdy Telez atop the record book in Brewers franchise history. Most RBIs in any one game, it goes to Rowdy with his night-to-night eight RBIs for the Brewers' first baseman. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. We appreciate just hanging out with us a little bit later here, a long game. You score 18 runs, 17 hits, 9 walks. Okay, it's going to be a little bit longer. Lots of pitching changes for the other guys, but I appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll be back and hear from Craig Council on the other side, 1250 AM, The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. 18-4. to four. Uh, You could just say a lot to a little, I guess, the Brewers won. Uh, 17 hits in this uh, ball game, and the Brewers run their mark now to 17-8. and eight, 25 in the books as... Uh, they keep keeping on, and Craig Council's got to be pretty pleased. Big night for both uh, Rowdy Telez and Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon four for five with four knocked in himself. But uh, Luis Urias uh, and two games here, man, he – I don't know if I expected this out of him, but he's hitting the ground running here. And they may have – we talk about Rowdy Telez. Maybe they have found something in him. There may be something cooking and, and brewing with Luis Arias as well. So more on that as the season uh, moves along here. But let's uh, hear from the Brewers manager after a, a uh, huge win. Well, on the scoreboard, at least it was. Here's Craig. 
He's in his swing in the bat greats as, um, you know, we're getting him up there with men on, tons of men on base. Um, and he's, he's putting some balls in the seats. So it's, um, he's driving the ball in the air. Um, just doing a great job. Craig, aside from just like the overall power from him, he also had like that first at down where he kind of just like flings that single over. Is he just like a really good hitter? Well, I mean, to put the bat on that pitch was is, is pretty remarkable. That was that was generally you don't want to swing at that pitch, to be honest with you. But but uh, to put the bat on the ball, I mean, he, he's look, Rowdy's got he's got very good bat to ball skills. He can you know, it, and it probably gets him in a little trouble sometimes. He's, he he swings it, you know, he just he swings. Um, but he, you know, when when he put balls in the strike zone, he he can do a ton of damage with them, and um, that's what he's showing us. He's really been crushing fastballs, especially this year. I mean, how tough does that make it for your pitcher when you know, like with grand slam falls behind one zero for a strike, and Rowdy's just gonna? Yeah, I mean, he had a change up for a homer today too. So I mean, he's I mean he's. You know he's hitting. He's right now. He's hitting everything, and the way I see it, he's hitting balls. In, you throw him a strike, and it's it's dangerous pitch. You know, um, and that's you know that that's tough to pitch to. How good has it been to kind of get Colton uh, rolling in the plate lately? Well, I mean, we, you know, we look. We had a tough first inning. Freddie had a tough first inning, um, and then they did a good job and, and put a couple runs on the board. Um, and then Colton comes back with just an incredible at bat. You know, you start a game just, you know, getting on base, not getting on base. You 10 plus pitches in the first at bat a, a pitcher faces. That's that takes takes something out of them, takes a piece of them right away. And to finish it in a homer, that's, that's as good as you'll see to start off a game. As good as a bat you'll see to start off a, a baseball game. So uh, that that's a huge at bat. And then it just you know kind of flips the. Flips the scene right away as far as what, what's going on in the game. Um, so I'd, I'd still say that was the bat of the game for us. Um, just just the way that, to me, you know, wakes every kind of wakes the offense up and and know, tell you it's going to be a long day for the make it make it a long day for their pitcher. Craig, what about Andrew McCutcheon tonight, especially that double? Um, that's a tough pitch to hit. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I felt like you felt like this night was kind of common for Andrew. Um, you know, he, he hit balls good tonight. He, the first, first, first one he, he snuck through with a, with a drawn in infield. Um, but it was, it was a night that was common for him. Um, and it's, but it's good to get rewarded with it. Um, and, he, and he put some really good swings and kind of in the middle of the field. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game. On 1250 AM, The Fan, Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. Well, let's check out the numbers in this one. If you happen to miss it or you're interested, at, Craig Council's right on that first A-B by Colton Wong, a 12-pitch at-bat that results in a home run. I mean, that does turn things around a little bit. It really does, especially when you were down 2 two nothing. Again, setting the tone, you, you can answer back on that also, and that does make a difference. 18-4, the Brewers get the victory. Colton Wong tonight goes one for five with an RBI, a run scored. 
Willie Adamas, 0 for 3. Couple of walks, was hit by a pitch, scored a pair of runs. Christian Yelich, 2 for 4. Two RBIs, he drew a walk and scored three runs. Andrew McCutcheon, 4 for 5, four knocked in. Uh, two runs scored and a walk. Rowdy Telez, the record breaker, goes four for six tonight. Eight RBIs, two runs scored, a couple of home runs. We heard the Grand Slam highlight earlier, but let's hear the two-run shot just to have some fun from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. And Telez cranks one towards right. Back track, he's done it again. Rowdy Telez, home run number seven. Sixth time in his career with a multi-homer game. Have a night, Rowdy. Three for four. Well, let's go one further than that. Let's hear the record breaker. It was the two-run double later on in the game that really put his name at the top of the list in all-time best games in terms of RBIs. Here's Rowdy's two-run double. Telez, deep right, back, track, wall, off the top of the fence. One run is in, two runs are in. Rowdy Telez missed another grand slam by a foot. Oh, my. It would have been something to behold if he did. Yeah, you know, he missed a grand slam. Forget about the two-run double. He missed the grand slam. (laughs) Darn it. There's uh, Jeff Levering, Bill Schroeder on Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Wow. Hunter Renfro in this game, one for four with a run scored. Luis Arias, two for three, two walks, two runs scored. Wow. Low Kane, two for three, a walk, a hit by pitch. He scored a pair of runs. Victor Caratini was one for four, two knocked in, a run scored. Keston Hira. Off the bench, 0-for-1, Jace Peterson drew a walk but knocked in a run, scored a run, and uh, finally Tyrone Taylor goes 0-for-1 with a walk and a run scored. Pitching lines tonight, Freddie a rough start, but then he sort of settled in and held his own for sure. Five-plus innings allows three earned runs on five hits, a couple of walks, and seven strikeouts. ERA at 5.09. he did throw 98 pitches in the outing today. Trevor Gott, he uh, goes one inning, no hits, no runs, no walks, and a pair of strikeouts. Gustave, this is a nice outing for him. No runs, no hits, and a pair of strikeouts. Uh, Hobie Milner, one inning, no runs, no hits, did walk a man and struck out one. Brent Suter, two hits and a run allowed. And the Brewers get a whopping 18 runs on 17 hits, no errors. The Reds, four runs on seven hits with two errors. The win goes to Freddy Peralta. He is now 1-1. One one. The loss, Vladimir Gutierrez, he is 0-5. Oh wow. Uh, Cincinnati falling on some uh, tough times. Brewers with the victory. Uh, they go now to 17-8, and eight, riding atop the National League Central, 25,000 plus at American Family Field to witness an 18-4 to victory. We'll preview uh, tomorrow's matchup and just a fun, fun game for both Rowdy Telez, Andrew McCutcheon, as well as the Milwaukee Brewers and us fans as well. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show with Jim Dandies on South 27th Street. We'll be back here on The Fan.
You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Craig Council's workday is done. He's from here, and he lives here. Time for Craig's Ride Home. His radio just might be on 1250 AM, The Fan. Do you feel the need to let him know what's on your mind? I know we do. Okay, Craig Council's got to be in a good mood. The team's rolling. The offense is much better. He's always going to have the pitching, right? Well, he might be on his way home. He might just have his dial on 12.50 a.m. And so uh, here's what I would say if he's listening. Craig, listen, uh, the Rowdy Telez splits, I-, I know the sample size in his career is about a 3-to-1 ratio. So he's got, uh, you know, about a, a third of the at-bats against lefties than he has with righties. But he actually hits better against lefties. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Why does he sit against lefties then if he actually hits better against lefties? Maybe not as much power. I'll give you that. So I know we're all home run happy at times, but you would think that, you know, after the lefty is out of the game, then he can face some righty and, and, and hit for power mid to late game. But early in the game, hits for a better average against lefties. Keeps his head down, lets the ball get deeper in the zone, goes the other way a little bit, gets the barrel on it, hasn't been chasing as much. He's still got some room to... Uh, uh, to get on that, but I'm just wondering that that's all I would say is uh, I think he's a plug and play guy. I do. I think Renfro is obviously Yelich is obviously Adamas is Louie is, I would say, uh, Omar Narvaez, but that's eh, a catcher situation. That's a little different. Uh, that's, that's a lot of physical labor in there. Colton Wong is an everyday guy. Then just button it up a- across the board, just about in your entire lineup, you'd have your center fielder and your uh, catcher to play with, and just put Rowdy in there every day. Evan, what do you have? Well, Craig, first off, congratulations on the big win. It's always fun to win with just, uh, like, I think it was Rowdy who said a couple of touchdowns and a couple of field goals. That always feels good in baseball when you know that you absolutely walloped them. So big credit to you for sending that lineup out for, uh, showing the correct video to the players, what probably. What management he's got tonight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> really great. Uh, I just, I one thing that I, I know that you're not the most uh-huh. animated guy, Craig. I, I know that's not your thing, but I, like when you, when we're up 18 to four, can you, can you give us a smile or something in the dugout? Once in a while. I know that inside you're probably beaming and, on the well, first off, also um, happy anniversary. It's the seventh year anniversary of him getting named manager, so happy anniversary, Craig. But that's something to smile about. You had a big win on your anniversary. You should be smiling. And even in the press conference afterwards, you didn't sound like you wanted to be happy. So I just, you know, Craig, as Tim says, smile, just smile. But I understand you gotta every day. Treat it like it's just an average, normal day. Don't let the highs get too high, the lows too low. I understand that. You're an even-keeled guy. I just, you know, we like emotion sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, just, well, and you know he's, he gets fired up once in a while. But, uh, yeah, the Brewers get a uh, win tonight that is historic. 
if you will. And yeah, seven years. That's the congratulations for Craig Council, longest tenured NL manager. That just seems weird. And it's been like uh, that for what, two, three years now? And yes, and getting closer and closer to being the all time wins leader as manager of this uh, organization. I mean, th- think about that. He's going to have more wins than any other manager in Brewers history. And it just seems like it was a co- couple of years ago that he that he stepped in. Well, that's wow. That's that's saying something. It really is. Uh, all right, game three of this three game set. Brewers going after the sweep. And as I've said before, uh, my ex wife has already contacted the show and said we could all use her broom. We just got to give it back. When, she, when we're done with it, Brewers going after the sweep tomorrow. 12:40 first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch, as you've done for 17 years. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Evan, pitcher pitching matchups. The Reds will send out uh, young phenom Hunter Green, 22-year-old right-hander, one in three on the year with a six ERA, has a disgusting fastball. He's a watch out for him. He could end up dominating if he's on. Another guy who can dominate when he's on, Adrian Hauser takes the mound for the crew. He's two and two with a 2.53 ERA on the season. Well, that's going to do it for us. This was fun, and we'll do it again tomorrow afternoon. We'll interrupt the Rami show for a little bit and, uh, and get you some Brewers conversation going. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. Have a great night, and thanks for listening. And smile, Milwaukee. Smile, Craig Council. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.